It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. I uh, I do believe that for thirty five hundred dollars, I could finish that entire mix, uh, McDonald's tray. I don't know if everybody saw that going around, but uh, uh, we were just talking about it, so uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll come up again at some point. Hello, everybody! Welcome to the Go Birds Podcast. I'm John Parchin, along with Elliot Shore Parks and uh, James Seltzer, of course, as always, recording live from uh, Vault seventy six here. And I hope everyone is washing their hands, being safe, and not being stupids. And uh, wanted to say. Uh, hello and uh, all my uh, good prayers and thoughts to everybody that's listening in New York. And I know you guys are going through the toughest time. So uh, glad that uh, you are at least trying to escape with us. And we promise to try uh, and do that as well. Uh, James, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Yeah, I think I could do the McDonald's thing, too. But I didn't see it because I'm I'm taking a hiatus from Twitter. And it's <laughs> delightful. It's well, been the greatest thing I've ever done. I, I, uh, I have so much less anxiousness so much less nerves i'm just doing what i gotta do washing my hands social distancing and controlling what i can control and it feels great yeah elliot i'm gonna be honest with you i miss hugging you is that weird (laughs) well you are a good hugger you are well james is james is the best hugger and i i mean like i'd be kidding myself if i wasn't (laughs) dying for a james seltzer hug but i do miss uh hugging you i miss hugging both of you appreciate it it's a weird thing you know What's well, going- you know, sometimes sometimes I feel like, well, in about a month we'll be over this. And I still like to feel that way, and I like to be optimistic. So hopefully, come May, we'll all be back in that beautiful studio recording again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and man, oh man, did we have some takes on uh, on Brandon Cooks's. Thank you, Peter King, for you know giving us a little. Uh, yeah, I, and I maybe I read this wrong. So, uh, I, Elliot, I don't know if you read this verse or James, or uh, if you can correct me here, but did Peter King have to do a uh, he he like sent out his his article saying that you know hey Brandon Cooks um, uh, could be had or at least a lot of people believe around the NFL that Brandon Cooks can be had for a very uh, cheap price here uh, and then he corrected it saying like oh he's not on the trading block though or or whatever I don't know how that sequence went down but uh, it got a lot of people talking about uh, the Rams uh, being on fire and how they're basically trying to sell anything that isn't Aaron Donald and uh, and you know their lovely uh, Jared Goff quarterback over there but. Uh, what do you make of that, and should the Eagles be interested at all if it's that's the case and it's below that second-round pick that's uh, been uh, reported there? Uh, well, I'll start, I guess. Um, you know, I'm torn on it. On, on one hand, I do think, like, Brandon Cooks fits what the Eagles need. He can be a down-the-field threat. He's young enough where you could view it as a long-term type fix, you know, four years or so. I would definitely not do a second round pick. I don't think he's enough of an impact player. Um, I just wouldn't do it. He makes too much money. Although eight million dollars for one year isn't terrible, but I, I he's not certainly a bargain. Uh, I would maybe do a third, just because Eagles' third round pick isn't really a third round pick. It's really a fourth round pick, labeled as a third round pick, since it's a compensatory selection. Uh, and I would do a fourth round pick. 
Uh, James, your thoughts on uh, on the one they call Cooks? I can imagine you're probably more or less in the East Camp here. No, I, I don't need Brandon Cooks. Like, I would take him for, like, a late, late-round pick, but this guy can't stay on the field. Like, he has real concussion issues. Like, we're talking about, like, one more hit could end his career-type concussion issues. I just... I mean, like, you know, I just I don't feel super comfortable going after Brandon Cooks. If you're talking about a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, sure. You know, it's such a low risk move that that's fine. And the contract, I suppose, isn't that unwieldy that you couldn't take a year of it or whatever. But no, I'm I'm very much not uh, in on Brandon Cooks, especially because, like, I don't know. I just I feel like, look, the Eagles, I think, have made it pretty clear. And I know it seems like people get really triggered by this. People get really mad, but like, they're not all in on 2020. Like they're just not like, that doesn't mean that they can't compete in 2020. That doesn't mean that things can't bounce their way, that they can't make a run all that, but they are not looking at 2020 as a year that they're going all in on. And Brandon cooks feels like more of an all in type move to me. So I, I don't expect it to happen. And unless it's a super cheap cost, I don't need Brandon cooks. Yeah, I, I also I agree. I think Brandon Cooks, even though he's 26, feels like an all-in move to me. Um, but where I disagree with you, though, James, is I know that concussions are an issue, and clearly it's a big issue for Brandon just as a human, right? You don't want him to, God forbid, have issues the rest of his life, like all those things. But in terms of him staying on the field, I mean, he he's played 16 games in a row. He's played 16 games, let me look, five out of the last six seasons. He played 14 last year. I mean, he has... He has been there, especially in a position where they've had. No, that's issues. fair. That's fair. So the concussions are, are a problem, but he has been out on the field. And again, like, even though I'm also in the camp of, I'd probably only do it for a fourth round pick. If you told me the Eagles, Eagles were going to trade for a receiver that's 26 years old, that's had over a thousand yards for the last five years, over seven touchdowns, three of the three of the last five years and is considered a deep threat. I would consider that a good trade, but mm -hmm. for some reason, Brandon cooks just doesn't do it for me. I, uh, I have a couple, I'm kind of like wedged somewhere in between you guys. I, I don't think first of all that, um, uh, my honest opinion on this is maybe the Rams called Peter King. <laughs> uh, and, and I, and I don't know, you know, and, and if all these NFL and I'm going that Peter King knows what he's talking about here. If every single NFL executive knows this, I, I think that's just trying to get a stoppage in there and be like, Hey, whoa, yo, bargain bin prices, yo, hold up timeout, 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 you know, like let's. Let's try and like maintain some sort of leverage here. Um, I don't care if it's a if it's third or below. I don't because those picks are always going to come back to you somehow, you know. And uh, it, whether it's in trade or whatever, I I'm not doing it before the draft certainly. But if something shakes out, and let's just say the dice just doesn't roll your fucking way, I'm gladly t would would give up a third round pick if that means that. Uh, I I think his contract isn't that bad. It's it's semi expensive, but it's not. You know, it's not gross by any means in comparing it to what, you know, Robbie Anderson just got paid for. Man, yeah, I agree it, with that. You know, I'm, I, I'd be okay with that, especially then if, if you can swindle in a third round, you know, 2021 pick. Sure, go ahead. Like, just don't touch this current draft stock because we all know, like we've heard a billion times, this is uh, the, the biggest wide receiver draft class ever. But, hey, you know, the Eagles are pretty good at fucking that up, too. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'd keep my mind open. I understand the concussion thing. But, James, can I just – can we give a round of applause for Elliot Shore Parks finally having an injury prone, uh, player that he loves and he can finally join the club? Right. Well, he's not injury prone. Oh, he's, not, he's injury. not injury prone. Okay. All right. All right. Is he? I mean, he's played 16 <laughs> games for the last five years. I know he's had concussions, but I mean, he's played an extremely high percentage of his games. What's it? Probably like 95 percent of the games over the last five years. I don't think he's injury prone. I don't know. Certainly I, not like Carson Wentz. I, I mean, definitely I, not like Carson. I just want to get a ruling from James. That's all. Is no, I mean, look, I think Elliot makes a fair case. I mean, you look at the numbers. He's played a lot of games. I just worry about the concussions because it really like. No, 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 I'm saying is Brandon. Bra no, simply, simply. Brandon Cooks is injury prone. Yes or no? No, not if he's played 16 games for the last five years. Right. I mean, you can't you can't say he's injury prone. Right. Okay. I mean, all right. I mean, he gets injured a lot. What What's the difference? I guess. Is it get injured a lot or get injured for <laughs> for a long period? Okay, like sixteen games. I mean, I it's know, hard I'm to just look. Asking. All right. I, yeah, I look. I I came in and like I said, I'm the concussions scare me, and he doesn't seem like someone who is, um, you know, it feels like he's injury prone. But like, if he's played sixteen games for the last five years, I mean, 
you know, how could you say that's injury prone? So are you kind of changing your mind a little bit here, James? Is that no, what I'm hearing? I'm still, I'm still good on, on Brandon Cook. Okay. <laughs> well, one thing I did say, though, Barcher, that swayed me a little was I do kind of agree that if the Eagles come out of the first two rounds and don't have a receiver and the Rams will trade you Brandon Cooks for your third round pick, I would probably do it at that point. Just because yeah. it's it's a very late third. You haven't addressed a receiver in any meaningful way. And a one-year $8 million, I mean, if I understand it correctly, his contract past 2020 is you can basically move on from it. One-year $8 million for a receiver, that that's kind of buy low on, on Brandon Cook. So if you don't get a receiver in the first two rounds, I would consider it for that third-round pick at that point. That's interesting. Yeah, I think the uh, – yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I yeah, because there was a couple of things. Or who was it? Um, uh, McShay had a brand new mock draft where he had uh, was it? Um, shoot, I think he was. Oh yeah, it was Patrick Queen. He I think threw it was Kuiper, wasn't it? Oh, was was it Kuiper? No, uh, it was it was McShay. It was McShay. It was McShay going yeah. uh, Patrick Queen, and, and and who is the corner that he selected? But he went linebacker corner back to back in the first and second round. Uh, James, your reaction, if that were literally actually to happen, what would you do? Uh, I, I just think it's incredibly unlikely. I, I just I, I just don't see a way that ends up happening. I know that they're going to take the best player on the board and all that, but I just I don't see it happening. I really don't. I don't see any way that they come out of the first round, first two rounds with two defensive players. I would just be floored by it. I, I And again, if it does happen, then, then I get Elliot's point. I still wouldn't want to give up a third for Cooks, but then you're looking at a situation where you – you need to find another receiver just to play the season, just to get through yeah. the season, especially if you're not counting on Alshon to be healthy to start the season, which I don't know how you could count on Alshon to be healthy to start the season. So, yeah, I, but again, I, I just, they need a young receiver to grow with Wentz, and, and it doesn't look, and look, I'm not out completely on JJ, but like, you can't count on JJ being anything. I mean, I, I think you have to certainly look at it as there's the possibility that that's a bust. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, in that case, like I would just be floored if they don't find a way to come out of one of the first two rounds picks being a wide receiver. I would be shocked. I was, I was, I was thinking about this last night, and I, I also agree that they're not gonna. I would be very, like James said, floored if the first two picks of the draft were were defensive guys, but. Going into this draft, we all would agree the Eagles' biggest need is receiver. And I think everybody around the league is probably sitting there and saying the Eagles are going to take a receiver in the first round. How often does Howie Roseman make it clear what he's going to do? Hardly. So the Eagles either have someone at 21 that they know is going to be there, like K.J. Hamler, right, who I think is a real possibility there, or they're not taking a receiver at 21. I don't know if it'll be a defensive guy, but this idea that everyone knows what Howie's going to do and he's going to do it, you just don't really see that very often with Howie. Well, and they don't know what's going to happen either. <laughs> you know, it's a big well, part but, of this. But, but you could know. But my point is, like, KJ Hamler is going to be there at 21. Oh, yes, I yes, mean, yes, I guess anything right. is possible, but KJ is, is going to be there. So maybe they're saying, look, we know the guy we really like is going to be there, so we don't care if you know we're taking a receiver. But to the point of the mock draft where McShay had them taking a linebacker, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they just take the best player on the board. And if there's a run on receivers, a run on offensive tackles, they're not going to take a running back. They're not going to take a quarterback. I, I don't know. I, I mean, they, they could go defense with that first pick. I agree with the first pick that's possible. I just think it's unlikely they would do it with the first two picks. Yeah, so do I. So I would be Ooh, I would I would be I, shocked with that. But but I would love to see the content that would come from Oh that. my god, the we are going to no, that no. that would yeah. that would last us until the NFL starts back up again. There would be so many things to talk about. But you know what the main thing I would talk about if that happens, you guys got to tell me this. You know what I'm going to say if that happens. If they draft if they draft Queen, you know what's going you know what's coming. I'm right. 416 is fucking on. And that's exactly what they're going to do is they're going to turn the battleship and go, we're going to build an extremely fearsome defense. He, uh, we, Carson Wentz has shown us that he's done enough, which is something I need to talk to you guys about too, by the way. Uh, and uh, there's, you know, like we're, we're going to rely on our running game and Miles Sanders in the second year. And now we've got KJ Hamler coming in because we traded. I don't know how that would work out, but whatever wide receiver you want to name there or, oh man, oh God, if they did that and then, uh, and then traded for Cooks, that would be hilarious. That would be everyone's like a nightmare draft of uh, two defensive players <laughs> in that third. But I'm just saying. All right, let, let, let's, let's, take a, let's take a step back. Four, there, one, there was six. a lot in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the 4 1 6. You seem pretty convinced they're going to do this. I would, I mean, it's possible, no, I guess. If they but do let it, me, if they do it. I'm not okay, convinced they let do me, it. Let me ask you. 
if they do the if they line up in a four one six the majority of the season, that becomes like their identity. Do you think that's a good or a bad thing? Because I don't think that's a good thing. Like you seem to you seem to like the idea of them doing it. I love, Why? I, I love the idea of doing this. If if that kid is Luke Keekley, that will work. You know, and it's not going to be four one six the entire time, but you're gonna see that look a lot, I would assume, 30%, 35%, 40%, something like that. They, the reason it just makes sense to me in terms of uh, all the things we've been talking about in this offseason, at least as a theory, that it could possibly be going that way only because of the athleticism of you know Will Parks and getting Slay in here and complete – I mean, that does. It does. We've, we've, we've talked about that. We all believe at least Slay has the possibility of controlling one side of this field, which frees you up to do – a lot of other things, and you want to confuse the windows on the other side if you believe that Darius Slay can cover one-on-one. You want to confuse the windows as much as possible, and you need more DBs that can go from you know, side to side, have catch-up speed, and I think that's really why they want to move Jalen Mills there because they know he doesn't have the speed to go you know, back it up and make up for it. I don't know what they're going to do at CB2, but I'm just saying, in theory, I think that's a possibility that there's a big shift now that they have their corner that they want to go it's, and lock down. It's possible, but and I feel this way in general about this kind of narrative that's been grown that these Eagles are signing all these hybrid guys. To me, if you build your defense around having six defensive backs on the field where you only really know one of them is good, that is a recipe for disaster. Like I'm as excited about the idea that Will Parks is a Philly guy as everyone else, right? Like he went to Philly public schools, I went there, like it's cool he's back and it's awesome he's excited. But we don't know what Will Parks is. We don't know if Jalen Mills can play safety. Nope. We don't but right. So like we we assume Darius Slay is gonna be very good, and I think that's a fair assumption to make. But I personally think if their plan is to just like put a bunch of these guys out there and like have them all interchange roles and like <laughs> well, what's do the this difference cool? between that and Nate well, Gary being out there? Well, I don't know, sorry, no, time in James. Go ahead. Because Nate Gary's a linebacker. But regardless, I, I the other issue is I mean, just look at the division alone. I mean you're going to play a 4 one against Saquon against Zeke? I mean, that just feels like a recipe for disaster. That feels for that feels to me like Zeke and, and Barkley running for eight yards a pop, ten yards a pop, like no problem. So I don't know. Good. I, I, good. I, <laughs> well, I mean, like not well, at eight and ten yards a pop. Exactly. But, and like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want them in the, the second level all game long. I don't know. I just. It doesn't feel like a, a recipe for success potentially. Like, I think it's just going to be a matchup thing. I think you'll see it, but I, again, I just I think it's unlikely see, it's going to be their base defense. And that's kind of so. Jalen Mills talked to the media today, and after listening to both him and Howie talk, I really, honest to God, think they believe Jalen Mills is the Malcolm Jenkins replacement. Like, I don't think this is an experiment. Oh, I don't think this is it's happening because they struck out on somebody else. Like. I think they believe Jalen Mills is going to be what Malcolm was last year. And this idea about all the hybrid things, I don't really think that's going to be the case. I think what you are going to see is Darius Slay will travel, Avante will be the other corner, and Jalen's going to have to fill the role of Malcolm. And I have defended Jalen more than anybody. I'm a big (laughs) Jalen guy. I love the number 21. But I got to tell you, there is something about this that I really don't like, and I'm skeptical of it I, I don't even like the idea of Jalen in 21 even though I love Jalen and I love the number 21 there's just something it feels like they are masking a big problem with a solution that's like remember when John McMullen uh tweeted a few weeks ago that the Eagles sometimes act like they're the smartest team in yes, the room yes to me this feels like that this feels like masking a big problem with some solution nobody thought of and I'm just I'm skeptical of it I I like the sleigh signing I like Hargrave, but if their plan is to make Jalen Malcolm or to like put Will Parks on the field a lot and do all these different matchup things, I don't think it's going to work out. Uh, James, what do you make of that? Yeah, I, I'm skeptical of it too. I certainly am skeptical of the idea of Jalen Mills being the next Malcolm Jenkins. Certainly this season. Like, I don't think there's any chance Jalen Mills just steps into the safety hybrid type role that they have for Jenkins and excels immediately. I mean, you're just not going to see that. I, yeah, I think that great, that's a great point there. Continue, yeah, but I very much agree that asking him to do it right away is is, is insane. Tough. Like especially yeah. with a potentially shorter off season in terms of training camp, all that type of stuff. We don't know how that's all going to play out. Like I just think it's asking a lot. And to Elliot's point, like 
Rodney McLeod and Darius Slayer are the only two guys in that secondary that I feel I can trust. And even, you know, McLeod is not at the same level as Darius Slay. I just feel like it's a, you're asking, you know, it's kind of asking for disaster in that way. And again, I just think that, I just think it's going to be a matchups-based thing, that they like having guys, they like having versatility. I read this whole, like, bringing in extra slot guys and, and Will Parks and all that is more them saying, all right, we don't trust any of the guys we have other than Slay and McLeod, and we're just going to throw a bunch of guys at the problem and hope that a couple hit. I read it more that way than I do as all these guys are going to be on the field at the same time. Uh, well, and that just feels like a recipe for disaster to me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, right? I don't think – I personally uh, – a couple of things. I I understand your read on that, E, but I, I don't – I mean, the money talks for itself. I mean, it's an incentive contract. It's one year, and it's worth $5 million. So I don't think they're putting their eggs in the basket that, like, Jalen Mills is going to be their next safety. I do think that they do – I agree with James, though, in the, the, the hybrid stuff. And it's funny because I saw you tweet that out about his quote uh, where he was explaining that he did it against the Patriots – this season and said he you know is probably one of his best performances and I've only watched the the first quarter and some coaches tape there and there but forgot that they locked him in like almost immediately on Julian Edelman um, and made a couple of good plays and I think uh, obviously made a made a boo boo and Tom missed and you know Brandon Graham pressure and all that other fun stuff but the way I look at it and and don't think like four one six and the six guys are just playing ten yards back or anything it's the same look that they do all the time and Rodney's was mostly like single high in those looks and stuff. I, I think it is the mix and match, the matchups, things like you said, James, but I don't think they're done at safety at all by any means. I just think Jalen knows the system, and the, to me that's what it sounded like in terms of like, oh, you know, going from uh, corner to safety, I know where the safety is going to be at any time, so that's going to help me, you know, in this new hybrid role or whatever. And you have to, and by, and by the way, to your point, Elliot, of like, you know, doing this to max the problem. Yes, that that is is definitely on the table here too, because we just have to wait and see. But I look at that. Also. Well, but to, oh, go, to, go ahead. To, to your point, like it's a like yeah, they gave Jalen one year's four million dollars. Rodney's cap it this year is under two million. Nicole Roby Coleman is making one million dollars. Like they're gonna get what they pay for it to a certain extent. Yeah. Right. I mean, they don't want to pay Malcolm money. And again, I think Jalen is a very good football player. But to James' point. Asking him to step in on Malcolm's role in one year, yes, like right away, it's, it's 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 a lot. It's it's a lot. So if you're gonna have Jalen adjusting to a new role, you're gonna have Slay coming to a new team. I still think he'll be fine, but coming to a new team, Nicole Roby Coleman is new. Rodney's really the only guy. I mean, Avante is gonna be on the on the outside. Rodney is the only guy next year that will be playing in the same role he played last year with the same team. So if you're telling me you're going to have six defensive backs out there and only one of them played the role they did last year, I don't know, man. I mean, look, <laughs> Carson Berry, you're ready to score some points because the, the defense, I, I'm a Jim Schwartz guy, but that, and I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think they're just going to end up playing regular defense and all this hybrid stuff is nonsense. But I, if that's their legitimate plan, then that's a worry. Positionless basketball in a sense, you know? Because I don't. We all agree that's where the league is moving towards, anyway. Like no, I don't. I don't think it's moving that way. You don't think linebackers and all this stuff are going to not be corner safeties in the future, like in the next three or four or five years? One position. That's that's one position. Like you still have. You're still. You still need a shutdown corner. You still need two really good safeties. You still need a good second guy. Right. So I like. But but having an extra linebacker versus an extra guy that might be able to cover okay is that's what I'm saying. Like. Might as well just take well, two chances there. There's a difference between going to. There's a difference between playing two linebackers all the time and going down to one too. I mean, you're already cut, cutting one off the field to go to nickel. So, I look. I, we'll we'll see. I'm excited to see how it works out. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah, there's there's going to be a, a a lot of different things to talk about, and certainly, uh, I, I do have a a game for the fellas, as I know that there's there's just a a lot of things that are uh, in front of us in terms of the draft and. Certainly, I think um, probably the, a lot of the NFL news might slow up. But, hey, you know, there's still Zoom meetings that everybody's going to and finding out where everything's connected. Uh, James, I want to start with you with this, though. Uh, we're going we're gonna to play uh, uh, the one notable one which everybody loves is, uh, you know, Tired, Wired, and Galaxy Brand here in just a second. But honestly, through the, the different news cycles, all the things we've been arguing about, uh, I'm curious, James, what is the most – thing that you are exhausted by and like are so tired of hearing about in terms of either a take or a critique or something uh with the eagles currently right now 
Well, I think what I was mentioning before, I'm just tired of people getting so like so angry when you say that the Eagles are not all in for 2020. I'm I'm floored by it. Like I I don't understand how people can say like, oh, you know, like look, yeah, they're all in. I mean, they're clearly not all in. I mean, just look at what they're doing. Look at how he has said as much. How he has said, we're not looking at this year. We're looking at the three-year window. We're really building for the future. I mean, they've made it clear by their moves. If they were all in, they would have traded for DeAndre Hopkins. If they were all in, they would have gone against Stephon Diggs. Like, they would have done these moves that everyone wanted them to do, and then they don't do them. And everyone's like, oh, but they're still all in. No, they're not. They're not. That doesn't mean that they can't win this year. That doesn't mean that, that crazy things can't happen, that they can't be competitive, that, that they can't put it all together at the right time or whatever. That doesn't mean that. All it means is that they are not looking at 2020 and saying, we are going to do whatever it takes to win the Super Bowl this year. They're not doing that. They're looking at it and saying, all right, we're going to do whatever it takes to be the best possible team we can be in 2021 and 2022. That's the way they're building the team. And guess what? It's smart. It's a smart thing to do. It's okay. It's okay. Like, it's okay for him not to be fully 100% all in on 2020. I'm just, people get really angry. I, like, I can't believe it. I, I, Elliot was on the midday show today and I tweeted out the link of him talking about this specific thing because, because Joe and John asked him about it. Yeah. And I couldn't believe the responses. People being like, oh, draft hasn't even all oh, sports radio is so dumb. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's like, just, it's okay. It is okay for the Eagles to not be fully all in for 2020. That's an okay thing. Yes. Well, first of all, first of all, James, welcome to my mentions. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to hey, my mentions. My guy, Elliot Turk Parks, people are like, the you anyone calling him this guy is a loser. You're stupid. Yeah. 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 Fuck Never you. Never said anything good in his Fuck life. You. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to my mentions. <laughs> right now. Again, staying off Twitter. It's been fucking great <laughs> yeah and it's so funny too because to me elliot like w with what james is saying is uh I, I mean he was telling you guys that at the combine you know like he <laughs> he goes yep uh yeah we fucked up and i don't want to make those same mistakes so we're not going to do all the things that we did and not to mention you know uh the the offensive coaches and everything like they do want to change their process. That's why I don't understand why everybody's upset about it. I guess it's because they think they're the the Eagles and Howie and everybody thinks they're going to fuck this thing up anyway, right? That's why people are mad that they're not jumping at, at no, free agents here. I just think people don't like the idea of the Eagles going into a season and not doing everything they can to win the Super Bowl. But that's not what the Eagles are doing. Like the expression "all in" can be taken a number of different ways, and I think something important to remember that. In 2016 and 2017, the Eagles were not quote-unquote all-in. Nobody yes. was debating they were all-in. Yep. And the moves they made led to the Super Bowl. And then they were all-in for 2018 and 2019, and they sucked most of the time for the last two years. So I think that the Eagles addressing this offseason like they did the first two years is a better way to go about it. And you know, when when you and I disagree with Howie with this to a certain extent, but what Howie will say is when you have a 27 year old quarterback, you got to build appropriately. And there is there is a lot of logic to that, even though, you know, we don't have to get into the Carson debate. But <laughs> I, I, I just think I think they're going about the right way. And also this is in, in a lot of ways to James point about being stupid, about it being stupid. Yeah. By the time week one rolls around, everyone's going to say the Eagles roster is really good and they're going to be one of the favorites in the NFC. So this is pointless. <laughs> like it, that's just, they're the Eagles. It's who they are. It's just that that's what will happen. So I think the Eagles are just making more decisions with the long, long term in mind. You're talking about last year, bro. Did you not see who they took at 21? That guy's an all premier pro. I don't know if you watch this college tape or not, but he's pretty good. Uh, not to mention the fact that everybody's saying we got the best, you know, the steal in the third round so shut your fucking mouth uh matt miller or whoever they're talking to guys like that is that what you mean so you mean Ellie? nice pre <laughs> nice preview of our post post draft pod right there <laughs> um elliot what is something that has been uh, well oh you know what speaking of uh, uh wide receiver free agents that's why i brought it up uh i know uh that i uh, or you had shared what uh, warren sharp was was uh, was uh, kind of uh, tossing out in terms of like how much they've everybody spends in the NFL in free agency and how that's weighed against their wins and uh, noticed that the Eagles had a had a pretty good you know like spending and winning records uh, but was curious on some of their spending habits uh, during those years because I've forgotten about them is that something that you uh, were kind of uh, uh, telling us you were going to bring up tonight? Yeah, so I, I guess I would say one thing I'm tired of is the narrative that 
Howie Roseman likes to put out there where he's like, well, you know, it's a long off season. We have a lot of time to address things. And there's truth to that. And Howie is certainly a guy that looks into everything and he will continually look into things up until the trade deadline. The reality is this team has very rarely made any move post March 31st. So the months of April on until the trade deadline that have really helped this team since 2016. I mean, I went back and I looked at every transaction they've made since how he took over as general manager in 2016. And when you look, there's just really not a lot there that's gone back and helped them. I mean, in 2016, he traded for Doriel Green Beckham. That obviously didn't work out. Um, his best move in 2016 post-April uh, or post-March was signing St- uh, Wisniewski. And you can certainly debate how much that really helped the team. <laughs> 20, 2017, everything worked out. No question. All worked out that year. 2018, Paul Warlow, Richard Rogers, Darren Sproles, Marcus Wheaton, Matt Jones, Roy Reynolds, Kamar Aiken, DeAndre Carter, Corey Graham. Like, these are the guys we're talking about in free agency from here on out. Yeah. His trades have not worked out. Golden Tate, uh, last year, Jannard Avery, right? So I, I do Wait, think why is Jannard Avery that, haven't worked out? Because he never plays. Oh, oh, all right. I mean, he said it was a long-term thing. Okay. I was just more... I was right, just but more, I, I, mean, I mean, in terms of... In terms of like how oh, changing messages, the roster that, that that year. I get what you're saying. My bad, bud. Yeah. So okay. how how his message is we need we have a need a receiver. We have time to fix it. But the truth is, he has not been great at finding guys in free agency or the trade market to fix the problems that he doesn't address right away in free agency. Now the draft will be there, and the draft is a possibility for him to do that. But the Eagles are putting a lot of stock on whatever receiver they draft, making immediate impact because over the last three of the last four years how he's not done a great job finding impact players after the after the month of March. Yeah, that's interesting. And James, I guess that's kind of like that 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 ties in to uh more or less my gripe here of of why, you know, I don't know why people are such against bad uh, or, or or bad players or trading for great players or you know, like the the draft stock of of this and that is going to completely like ruin everything and it always comes up when we're talking about Ngoku and all this other stuff, but to that point James, I you know, uh, I, my other biggest gripe is is exactly kind of what Elliot is pointing out here. Uh, I, I don't know when we're going to realize this, but to me, that's just GM speak of like, hey, you know, the problem's not solved and on and on and on because you can't really say anything after that anyway. A, a GM can't really fix anything once the draft is is done, or honestly, once training camp is over, because that's really it. The roster's set. You go into battle. You do what you do, and pray to God you have a fantastic coach like Doug Peterson. Because, I mean, honestly, that's what we've seen for the past two years. I don't think a GM has much influence once the season starts. What's the question exactly? Does I, a GM have? Yeah, influence I just once yeah. The do, do you do you think that the general manager has? Oh, a yeah, lot of I mean, clearly, obviously, not much. I mean, I do think that. I think that Howie has had say in who has played probably more than he should. Guys who have stayed on the roster longer than they should. The yeah. Sheldon Gibsons, Matt Collins, guys that deserve to be gone quicker than they were because they were draft picks potentially weren't. I think that's something where a GM can have a say. But yeah, I think I think, you know, obviously the trade deadline, but we don't see a ton of trades before the trade deadline. So yeah, I would I would definitely agree. I don't think you know, GMs have a ton to do once the season starts. You try and make some small moves potentially, but yeah, it's obviously once the season starts, usually the roster you're pretty much locked in with. And and I think that that's a concern because, you know, again, the draft will happen, but when we talk about the 2020 Eagles, the players are going to have the biggest impact more than likely are already here. Like it's po- anything's yeah. possible. They can make a trade, but history has shown that the Eagles' offense is basically here outside of a rookie wide receiver. And maybe they hit on that receiver. He comes in, he makes an instant impact. But I think that's a lot to ask. So, there, the the receiver position kind of is what it is at this point, in my opinion. Anything can pos- anything can happen, but I'm not expecting a big move at receiver. No, and that's and the less it's it's uh, you know you're humming, and then Brandon Cooks is your Jai for that year. You know, and then that's when you yeah, go. But even so, here here's my thing, and this is a bit of a tangent. Sure. But I and I've I've argued with you guys about this, but like, just because they won the Super Bowl that year doesn't mean every single move worked out. Like Jay Ajayi was good, but you still traded a fourth round pick for a guy that you. No, got that was a good move. That no, was a dude, good you had you had to protect Carson or you had to take Nick Foles. Sorry, go ahead, James. Right. Well, no, it worked out. Jay Ajayi was a good move. Like you can't say that wasn't a good move. Like he was their leading rusher in the playoffs. Yeah, that that run. 
Right. And the, but my point is more so like a fourth round pick for JJ. He helped that year, which is the, which the was objective. Go- yeah, they won the Super Bowl. Like that's a bad example. Golden Golden Tate, saying is every Tate, every move Golden they make. Use a bad, Golden Tate is a much better example of what you're trying well, to say. Here, here's another one I think which is appropriate considering he's now a member of, of Washington. But Ronald Darby, right? Like they traded a third round pick for him, and I know that he was on the Super Bowl roster, but overall he was pretty bad most of the time he was here. He was hurt a lot. Like, was that a good use of a third round pick? I, I guess the point I'm making is every move you make prior to the Super Bowl. Just doesn't automatically make it a good move. And I know this is a tangent of what we're talking about, but Ronald Darby for a third round pick, like didn't work out. JGI for a fourth round pick, you could argue you really didn't get overall value for that. And you won the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, I, I, I disagree on that one. I, I strong disagree. What about Darby? What about Darby? Darby's a little tougher. Look, I mean, he had that massive play in the Raiders game. I mean, you know, that was a, a huge play on your way to win the Super Bowl. He still was a starter on the field. I knew he had a bad Super Bowl, but he had a good Vikings game. You know, he played well enough in the Atlanta game. So, like, I I would say that trade was worth it. But, again, like, it's it's all about how you look at these things. I look at it as whatever it – like, the and, again, you're right. Not every move they made, but every move they made to get someone who literally directly contributed to them winning a Super Bowl, then I think it was probably a worthwhile move. You know what I mean? That's just the way I view things. Like, I'm going to view – flags fly forever. That's my <laughs> yeah. whole – how I look at sports. I mean, period. So for me, trading a fourth for JJ and JJ helping you win a Super Bowl, a hundred percent worth it. I would do it a hundred times out of a hundred. Same thing for Ronald Darby. Now, if you want to use the Golden Tate example, the next year, where is it? Is it worth a, a, a fourth round pick or whatever it is to win a playoff game? I don't know. That's a different discussion. But for me, the Super Bowl does make that type of difference. Like you win a title and these guys contribute to it, it was worthwhile. You say the expression "flags fly forever" with just right. so much flawless swag. And you, you just drop it. You just drop it like out of nowhere. Like it's like everyday common phrase, and you're just like middle of your sentence. It's, it's impressive. I eat those, Elliot. Flags yes. fly forever. Well, James, where's the where's the goddamn T-shirt? Let's go. Flags fly forever. I'm not the first one to come up with that. I don't. It's I an original. But but but, yeah. but flags fly forever with your face on it. Bang. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, sure. I don't know if that's a very popular T-shirt. But. Oh, I think you'd be surprised. At Go Birds Pod, if you believe that we need a flag fly forever with James Seltzer's face on it, because I, uh, I mean, I might be the only customer, James, but I'll, I'll wear it proudly. <laughs> so, so that's fine I'll by take, me. I'll take it. Uh, gentlemen, I want to play two quick games with you before we leave. Um, it's something I did on the Saturday show, and sorry. Uh, you can blame Moshe Kravitz of, of why we don't have a replay, and it's not that fun anyway. So because the guys weren't there, it's just not as fun when they're well, there. I look forward to playing. Uh, oh, I thought you I blame Moshe for everything anyway. So that works. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, here's what I want to do. It's a game. Uh, it's for both of you. This uh, you and, and and feel free to. Uh, we'll start with. So it'd, be, it'd be a lot less fun if it was like, all right, I'm playing a game with Elliot. Game, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Fair point. Okay. Uh, I uh, Yes, this first one is who's not going to work out. And uh, I've got two tiers here. So, James Seltzer, I'm going to start with you. More likely not to work out, uh, speaking of uh, going off of Elliot's point here, Darius Slay, Javon Hargrave, more likely not to work out with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, that's a really good one. Um, I think it's probably Slay. Based on age, I think he's a better player than Hargrave potentially, but he's a couple years older. I think Hargrave. I think. Look, uh, if you, I, I would say it more likely to to be a bust would be Slay, just because it's more likely he hits an age thing and goes over a cliff. More likely to be a superstar too would also be Slay. So it's really uh, like I'm kind of torn on this one. I'll say. I'll for that reason I think Hargrave is not going to be a bust. I think you're going to get production out of that guy. Um I as soon as I said it I doubted it though. My gut <laughs> is to go the other way. So, while I feel like he is still more likely to bust than Hargrave, I'll say Slay just cuz I think he's a better player. So, I'll go there. LH Short Parks. So, I think it's pretty easy. I think it's definitely Slay. Uh, I think Slay is a way bigger chance of being a bust. Um, I really like the Slay move. I think Slay is a legitimate number one corner. But if you're telling me Slay is going to be matched up on the other team's number one receiver each week and carrying the pressure of being the fixing of fixing the secondary, it doesn't get to play next to Fletcher Cox. Like 
he has way more of a chance of being a guy fans are really mad at each week. Hargrave, I think, will be good, and I think Slay will as well. But if Hargrave isn't good, people won't notice as much. Like It's easier for him to blend in. So I think Slay has, has much more uh, bust potential. That was my that was my follow-up since you guys both answered that way. But, James, what is uh, wh- what would it take, I guess, for people to be completely upset at Hargrave? Just a total dud? Like, just like if he's just okay, people won't be mad at him like Elliot's saying, right? Yeah, I think he's going to have to be, you know, a real miss. I just, like Elliot said, with him playing next to Cox and the type of player he seems to be, it just seems unlikely that he's going to be such a miss. You know, if nothing else, maybe he doesn't live up to the 13 mil a year or whatever it is. (laughs) But I think it's unlikely that hard. And and look, anything can happen. I think it's more likely he gets hurt in terms of like, a reason we would be upset with the signing. I feel like injury is really the only reason that people would really be upset with it. Yeah, that's true. And by this time, we've all been kind of used to it here, too. So, uh, all right, let's go to the the second tier, L.A. Shore Parks. We will start with you. Uh, uh, off the mid-tier guys here, uh, more likely to bust between NRC, uh, Will Parks, and that Jatavius Brown, more likely to bust in your eyes. Oh, I mean, Jatavius Brown is definitely the most likely of those three to bust. I mean, you could argue, you know, he's not much much expectations of him, but I think there's a chance he he doesn't even make the roster. I was going to say that. Yeah, there's a chance. (laughs) Yeah, so I think think he'll be a bust. Uh, All right, uh, actually, you know what? Eliminate Brown then, and let's just go Will Parks, and then let's go NRC. Oh, I would say Will Parks. I didn't know there. we were going NRC, by the way. I like it. It's good. <laughs> well, I just did see. I'm I debating how I feel thing. about it. Yeah, I, I think that I, was a thing. See, as a Honestly, fellow. When you first asked the question, I was sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then I got it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So, like, here's the thing. Nicole Roby Coleman. I have a hyphen. <laughs> I have a hyphen in my name. Nicole Roby Coleman does. J.J. Arcega Whiteside does. I love the ESP nickname, but people are very quick just to nickname people that have hyphens as if they're not a legitimate last name. Like, we can just call them Roby Coleman, right? They're not a le- last name. They are a legitimate last name. It's just a pain in the ass, man. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's a- ESP, I, bing, bing, bang. You know, that's all. It's fair. Um, <laughs> of, the two, of the two, I would say Will Parks, just because, I mean, Nicole Roby Coleman – you know, based off both his resume and off pro football focus, was one of the best corner nickel corners in the league last year. Like you kind of know what you're going to get from him. Uh, so I think he's going to be pretty good. Will Parks um, has the arrow is pointing up on him, but it's pointing up because he hasn't really to this point shown he can be a full time player in the NFL. He's going to get that chance here, but I, I think he has higher bust potential up the till. James, yeah, hundred percent agree with Elliot. That was. My immediate thought for the exact same reasons. We know what Coleman is. We know what type of player he is. He's going to be a good slot corner for them. Parks could certainly be on the rise, but I think it's far more likely of those two guys, he is the more likely to bust for sure. Yeah, I uh, I kind of answered all the same way. So, man, all this grand stuff. We're kind of it's kind of fun uh, here sometimes, fellas. As we move on to the 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 tired wired uh, galaxy brain and. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to give you the tired take. I'm also going to give you the wired take. And, sir, you need to give me the galaxy brain take to fill that in. <laughs> and it can be anything you want. You know, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's the beauty of this game, and, and we can talk about it afterwards of why you went in the direction. So you are up. It is tired. It's Howie season. Wired. It's never Howie season. Galaxy brain. So just for some clarification, yeah. what is a galaxy brain take? Just an extreme version I mean, yes, of, of, of those two. Like, okay. hey, uh, this is the thing that everybody's saying. Here's the sensible thing that everybody's, you know, <laughs> countering with that. And then somebody comes in right. with. So I feel like an old man for not knowing that. I'd just like to put that <laughs> off, off the jump. I didn't so, know either. Oh, my God. I knew yeah. the tired, wired, inspired. I've seen that before. Elliot, I, I have not I have seen s- the galaxy. Yeah. As a man who has signed up to your, uh, you know, your personal text alerts for your social media knowledge, I expect better from you. I appreciate you. that. Uh, well, I guess it would be that there's never even been a Howie season. It's oh, a miss. Oh, 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 oh right? I mean, hello, nurse. We've hit it. Yes, go, go. Outside of Car- outside of Carson Wentz, what's a big move he's ever made? Wow! 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 I mean, you could, you could. Wow! <laughs> My mind's blown, y'all. That? I don't have a response. Galaxy brain that. <laughs> well, 
I mean, everything he did in the Super Bowl, that was, that was pretty. Alshon Jeffrey's pretty big at the time. Right? A one-year prove-it deal? I don't know, I guess. I mean, uh, To convince him not to take money in the, with the Vikings, you had to get Carson Wentz to go and do that first, I guess, if I'm going to do butterfly yeah, I effect. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, I guess he took less, but at the same time, I, whatever. We can move on. There's no, no reason I love to that. That was phenomenal. Okay. I was, that's, that's really right. good. James Seltzer, you ready to play? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. <clears throat> Tired. The Eagles need a dominant number one wide receiver. Wired, Carson Wentz doesn't need a weapons because he's elite. Galaxy brain. Um, give me a fucking wide receiver. I don't know. That's just, uh, <laughs> I, I disagree. Uh, no, galaxy brain. Um, it doesn't matter because Howie can't draft a wide receiver. Ah, uh, there it is. That's a good. Yes. Hey, that's. I mean, it's pretty close to it. Uh, I think that's it. do we really buy into that like this is I, I think we have this is the thing I think has confused us all on on where we all stand on wide receiver it's everybody just kind of every take you know kicks the next take in the ass do you guys feel that uh, like we just did the cycle there like oh it doesn't matter nothing Howie Roseman doesn't free agency <laughs> ever hit so even if he traded for DeAndre Hopkins it'd probably get fucked up or you know mess with Carson Wentz and then you know, well, at least he's drafted, you know, some some on and on and on all the different shit we do. Have we decided well, on what we want on wide receiver yet? What we want a wide receiver? Well, I mean, just look, philosophy I wise, I'm so confused what everybody wants at this point. It's driving me nuts. Too young, too old, not fast enough, too tall, too short. Like, Jesus Christ, what are we looking for here? I just think the people, they want somebody. I mean, they've got nobody up to this yeah. point. Um, I, I said back in probably January that I like the idea of putting a bunch of just role players around Carson. So, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is a phenomenal talent. I'm not going to sit here and say you shouldn't have made that move, but I'm fine not paying Robbie Anderson. I'm fine passing on Rashad Perriman. Like, I don't think I don't think Perriman's that good in general. And Robbie yeah. Anderson is is a good player. He's a good deep threat, but I don't think they they need him. So, for receiver, I just think they need role players. And you know, maybe this is a topic for another pod, but. I really think they're counting on Deshaun Jackson. Like they think Deshaun is going to be an impact player for them next year. And if they're right, he can be uh he can be what he was in week one, right? I mean, he's the what they need, but I think it's a big risk. Like what's going on with Deshaun to me is more important than what's going on with Alshon. Interesting. Uh, uh James, what do you want at this point? Because I'm confused by everybody. I want what I've said the whole time. I want them to get a legit young stud wide receiver and grow with Carson Wentz. It's simple. That's what I want. Yeah. Draft yeah. someone in the first round. Do what you got to do. Give me a dude who Carson can grow with, and we can just feel good about that combination for the next five years. That's what I want. Uh, yeah, this whole, this whole thing that, like, man, I, I don't know what happened to you. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz needs weapons. And that's why he doesn't perform well when he doesn't have weapons. Like we had those, we had that conversation, right? We watched all the same different games to take away anything from what happened in the latter half of the season. Although Carson Wentz played his ass off and Doug at some point pulled the rabbit out of his ass again, uh, you, you don't get better by just going, it's, it's fine there. And we've talked ourselves in and out of a lot of different people. And by the way, this is another thing I was thinking I wanted to get your guys' take on too. There is no way in fucking hell they are taking a chance on anybody that has any type of bad medicals, right? They're on their third medical staff. There's, there's again, the wide receiver thing, all that. What, what you guys, I, I, that's something I've been thinking of just because of, you know, the surroundings of our world currently here. I'd have to look and see what guys, uh, you know, are potential like for that. I mean, Sidney Jones, we all knew in 2017 that um, was going to be, you know, he had medical history. Um, and I would think that what's going to what would potentially scare them off from that is not the fact that they've had injury problems the last two years. I think the Sydney thing would scare them off of taking a guy to that magnitude. Um, but. Yeah, I look, I think if a guy falls to a, the third round that they view as a first-round talent, I mean, they took Josh Sweat. He's been relatively healthy. Uh, they still seem to have faith in Sydney. So I, I don't think the Eagles will be scared away by past decisions. But for those first two picks, I don't think you'll see them take an injury risk. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think so either. I think it's – yeah, I think it's going to be a thin board for everybody. But this is what's making me laugh because, like, if that situation happens that Todd McShay uh, pointed out there, James, they can't – turn to the Philadelphia Eagles crowd to boo the linebacker that they take in the first round unless they're, you know, filming everybody on Zoom. So that'll be okay, at least, right? That's a plus. 
Sure. It's a win. <laughs> we don't have to go through that in you know, a whole debate for fucking, you know, seven months and like, well, should they boot or shouldn't they boot? Here we go. Uh, so, you know, at least one positive, at least uh, from there. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I miss you like crazy. And uh, is there any other recommendations you can throw uh, my way? I, I want to point out that I right now, with respect to L.A. Shore Parks, who is trying to, you know, watch and listen to the stuff that we suggest. I think it's only fair that we dive into the same things. So, Elliot, I just want to tell you that uh, I am trying Vanderpump Rules because I know that's your nice. thing. I'm happy. There I'm is, happy for you. I'm there, happy for you. I texted you this morning. I said, buddy, there's a Bravo marathon on from season three. I'm going to check this out. I've recorded some others. I didn't get to all that I could, but I'm intrigued, and I can see why you like this shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm happy. I mean, if you really just started, you have, I think they're in the fourth season, the fifth season. Oh, wow. So Okay. You got, you got a lot of good in front of you. Uh, the TV recommendation I would make, this is a pretty basic one, but, man, I got to say, the first five episodes of Ozark have been really, really good, oh, and awesome. I'm very excited to finish it. So if you've, if you've watched Ozark before and for some reason you haven't started season three, I would highly recommend it. Sell to you an Ozarks guy? No, I actually have not watched Ozark, and I've had a lot of people suggest that I should watch Ozark. I just have, yeah, there's so many suggestions. I, I'm I'm one episode away from finishing Tiger King. Awesome. I've done that. I've done that. One more to go. That has been super entertaining. Very on board with that. Um, and I just haven't had a ton of time to like. You know, it's funny because everyone gets to talk about like, oh, I've been watching this. I've been watching that. Like. I'm still going to work every day, you know, which is great, and I'm incredibly happy to do it, and I'm lucky. But yeah. like. I go to work. I pick my daughter up. Like I just haven't, I haven't watched as much TV as everybody else. So I, 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 I would like to find some time. Um, certainly on the weekends, we'll be doing a little bit more TV. Um, but you know, still watching. So you, uh, jams. you haven't watched eight. You haven't watched eighteen episodes of Siesta Key since this all started. <laughs> no. Is that what I is that what I'm hearing you say? Definitively, have not watched eighteen episodes. Just wanted an update on that. Uh, I- <laughs> Like I think it would be cool if we did because I'll watch, I'll watch Siesta Keys with you guys so we don't have to go. You know, James doesn't have to go through it by himself first and foremost. Not great. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, and and then it's maybe okay. maybe we're all the worst people. Like you need to root for somebody when you're watching something. I need someone I can root. Give it for. some time. You've watched two episodes. All right. I think you know. Get, yeah. Give it some time. Well, I, I, we're gonna have to make another trade for me to watch more episodes. I only got one movie out of this. I, uh, he, he's gotten he's gotten three movies out of this. To be uh, fair, uh, but, no, 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 no. When everybody Harry you, met you Sally, you did that on your own. No tip for tat. There were no deals made. You just said, "Screw it, I'm drunk. I'm gonna watch it," and you enjoyed it. Shawshank was the deal. What else have I gotten from it? Wow. Well, it didn't count, but I did oh. watch Trains and Automobiles. I'm just saying. I'm I didn't just saying. tell you I think, to watch that, though. I, right, I, but I, I've, I've, shown more of an, I've shown more of an open spirit to the idea of watching older movies than you have. Yeah, James, get on the message. Of Tiger King. I've watched more. <laughs> Tiger King I did not recommend. I did not. I, it's very good, but okay. All right, fine. All right, all right. Let's not fight. I know we all miss each other. Here, we're getting ornery here. All I know is I, I think we need to find a way to make a Zoom watch party and just critique and watch this, watch you guys debate all this as we watch Siesta Keys. I think that'd be fun personally for me. So uh, I did. If, well. if people haven't watched yet, I finally saw the the most recent season of Curb, and it's just the best. Oh it's my such, god, such a great show. So, I have a take. I have a take on Curb. You will just hate to your core. Well, we might as well but, get it out of the way now. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever watched it? Oh yeah, I've watched okay. probably every episode of Curb besides maybe the last. I've, okay. I've missed the last three or four episodes of this. So, I think Curb is one of the funniest shows of all time. Oh, right? Okay. I, all right. All right. But I think like this season and the last two seasons have just not been very funny like well, i think see, i thought this season was amazing the last one prior was okay i mean they're all great but i thought this season was like he like just high level stuff he acts like a parody of himself like it was funny early on but now it's not really original is my thing like we get it you know like it's the same joke over and over and i don't know i just don't think it's as good anymore. <laughs> Someone who watches Siesta Keys and fucking fish. Well, that's never-ending drama. <laughs> I mean, those, those things change all the time. Like all the time. Oh god, that was good. Sorry, man. Yeah, that was funny. 
Uh, take on it. Yeah. I, I, all right. That's I, I haven't I haven't watched uh, this. Uh, I, I what am I talking about? I've not I've watched zero seasons of Curb. I'm so far behind. So I'll, you know what? Oh I'll, my god. That'll be my second project. I'll just I'll start watching that all oh the way god. through. Curb is so much better than Vanderpump. No offense. Oh yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. I already know different, that. They're different types of shows. So I don't even think <laughs> you can compare. <laughs> Um, I, uh, yeah, that's By the way, there's definitely, and then we'll wrap up, but there should definitely be a category in like, I can't think of what's the TV awards. It's not the, the Emmys. Oscars. Emmys. Yeah. There should, def- <laughs> there should definitely be a category. There should definitely be a category in the Emmys, in the Emmys for reality TV. Right. I mean, isn't there for sure? Like it's one of the, they, they have, they have it just not for the type of reality TV you watch. It's like survivor and amazing yeah. race and all those. There's, there's a category for that. Right, I'm and talking about like good reality. Yeah, TV. you're talking about trashy reality TV. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, that like millions and millions and millions of people watch. Like I bet we more people. Millions and millions, say we're gonna say more than Survivor because you're wrong. No, <laughs> I know you love Survivor, so I'm not gonna go there. But like, no, but I mean, like I way more people you. watch Survivor. Like it's like 10 million people a week watch Survivor. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's still I, prime time on CBS. I'm just I'm just stating facts, my friend. <laughs> I know you are. It's just funny when you defend Survivor. It's, in, <laughs> it's like best. the now. He loves it. It's like the it's now. Like, watch the first season finale, Elliot. Come at me. It's like, you know those albums now? And they're like now like 38. Like that's what Survivor is. It's like the now of TV. Like uh, if you're in season Elliot, whatever. Season 40, all right, buddy? Get it straight. <laughs> It's embarrassing. All right. So oh, wait, wait, real quick, Elliot, 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 on this though, do you know like how much that you know, like the Survivor reality stars react to James and James reacts to the reality stars in the same way that he views him? It's it's the, it's the most hysterical thing ever. He's invited to all these parties, like all these watch parties. They're like, yeah, come hang out, man. Oh, we're fans of the Midday Show. We'd love you to come hang out. Like he's a celebrity inside of the Survivor community. Oh, well, I don't know that, that explains true. it. I mean, <laughs> if anyone, Vander, if anyone from Vanderpump Rules to Key followed me, I would defend yeah. it religiously as and, well. So and I, as a no, fo- no one follows me. That's not true. But <laughs> I do, I do love Survivor. And uh, Elliot, if you want Vanderpump Rules like as a, a, a category, I think AVN probably couldn't, you know, make that up. That seems appropriate for them. Um, who 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 yeah, that, put see, it in? that's a, I'm it's a, a, whatever we'll move on people some people got that uh, <laughs> yeah some people definitely got it <laughs> um, what were you gonna say there buddy before we wrap up oh I was just gonna I I mean I think I said what I said but I well also I bet more people watch Vanderpump and Siesta Keys in a year than a lot of the shows that are nominated for that like they have big viewing audiences but so do these reality shows and I think they should be respected at the award ceremony <laughs> there we go fair and my fair take. fair and fair uh my uh, quick uh, two other recommendations to you because this is something that i've noticed where um uh I, are you guys uh, big frozen pizza eaters at all uh, or not really i'm trying not to not put very on much weight, so no. a little bit uh well in the in the times of need where you know uh, unfortunately a lot of Things you can't get uh, access to the good pizza, but also apparently everybody's rating like the the frozen uh, pizza section, and uh, uh, my uh, future wife is absolutely addicted to pizza. So having to go through it like there is no name brand anything, but I just want to give a quick shout out to Mike's Wild, uh, Mike's Wild uh, Big Pizza. I think it's called. Like um, <laughs> there's all, all these weird non name brand stuff. Uh, that's been going out, and they put the the red pepper and the uh, Italian spice like in the container, which I think is a big plus. So shout out to them if you're looking for something and you're going crazy. That's where it is. And here's the thing that I think is going to make you mad. Uh, I don't care anymore about. Th- there is no difference between like uh, store brand cola and Coke and so on and so on. That's what I've realized from this too. Like it's all just a damn sham. <laughs> there's this all right <laughs> there's no there's like yeah you can you can find your coke zeros in a cola flavor uh store brand james you should do that i don't know why people don't do that is there a reason nah, why you stick no, to it no screw that yeah no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> they nah, all taste the same you can't see one of them taste the same there are certain things like i'm all for the generic brands of of honestly most things like but when it comes to soda like you like just coke like not even pepsi is good enough like the store brands are <laughs> definitely not good enough Coke is way better than Pepsi. I'll drink Pepsi. It's fine. It's an acceptable, like, whatever. But, like, once you get past a certain level, nope. Can't do it. Not good. It's trash. Give me give me the real stuff. Are you also, real trash. So well, there it's you all go. trash. There you go. Yeah. So. <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, folks, uh, thank you as always. 
uh, for tuning on in. Uh, we know that, uh, uh, yeah, staying indoors. I, oh, that's what I found out. I'm a lot less of an introverted person than I thought I was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I can handle this. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go for a walk uh, immediately. Uh, you every, mean you're every, more of an introverted or less of an introverted? Less of an introverted person. Sorry. Yeah, I thought it was just like, oh, this is no big deal. Like, I'm a homebody. We hang out all the time. Oof. I got you. Oof. Yeah. I never thought you were an introvert. I always thought you were an extrovert. So that yeah there you go <laughs> uh anyway uh love you guys and uh we will uh, catch up with you again on thursday uh where i'm sure we'll play some uh fun more games and uh, by then uh, brandon crooks uh will be uh betrayed and uh, and we'll go crazy and then uh and then goku will come too and we'll have a, a fun party and we hope you dive in so uh we will catch you right here on the go bird spot radio.com sports radio 94 at wyp we'll see you guys go bird In 90 minutes? Yeah, I could probably do that. The soda would be the tough part. You can't tell how big they are. That's the thing. Yeah. They, they might be, it might be small, though, actually. I think like those are the medium soda. size. I mean, I can drink some soda, my friends. I can oh, drink. oh, I know you can. I eat soda. My, my stomach would be so upset. I think I'd be okay. You know what I'm thinking about? Yeah, I, th- I would actually, if somebody has $3,500, I would do that challenge right now. Yeah, why oh, not? Easy. Yeah. I would certainly give it my all, yeah. Yeah, like, let's go. So, you know, man versus food um, uh, via Zoom. Let's do it.